Welcome to Flash Art Weekly. First win in months and a new player arrives to possibly help with our playoff push. Will a new head coach be coming through the door as well? We'll get into all that more coming up. Welcome to the show, Flash Art Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Fire fam, the second half of the season has begun and we could use a push as well. Consider being a patron on our Patreon. We have some fun tiers. Join us there to help us support us from the ground level. But it's patreon.com slash ATLUCDFanTV. But guys, let's get into the match review. It's Columbus Crew, and yes, we finally have our first win since May 15th. It is uh, quite a, been quite a bit of a ride since then. Uh, and basically, yeah, it uh, starts off very well, and it's a little bit of squeaky bum at the end. But all's well that ends well. It's happy days. And uh, it's the first win for Rob Valentino, our interim, interim head coach, of course. But, yeah, in the fifth minute, it starts off very quickly. And, uh, yeah, you know, returning players from international duty, Miles Robinson, Ezekiel Barco, Brad Guzan, they all play a part. And, yes, you know, Miles Robinson, he finds Ezekiel Barco in midfield with a ball that is... Uh, Quite a good ball to uh, kind of pretty much break the lines. And Ezekiel Barco runs at the Columbus defense, which has been a little bit shaky lately. And he almost leaves it a little too late with George Bellow, but uh, is able to eventually get the ball to George Bellow, who plays a delicious backheel flick to Ezekiel Barco. And he is able to slot it away with his left. And it is the... Just the second goal with his left foot, but Barco starts off the game really, really well and I think sets the tone pretty much, uh, and especially on the road in Columbus at their new stadium, at their new stadium rather, but it is uh, definitely a very, very good start. Really what you love to see from Barco because that's the type of play that we need. We need the directness. We need... Uh, you know, that uh, that incisive play that we have been lacking for so many games. But, uh, yeah, starts off well. And then uh, we have, yeah, you know, a double of the lead in the 35th minute. Uh, Marcelino Moreno, he receives the ball on the left side. He's able to beat a couple of men and is taken down in the box. Maybe a little controversially, according to some people, but... Uh, I see enough contact here that, uh, you know, the motion of him, he's pretty much, yeah, he's got the ball away and the defender isn't able to deal with it and does trip him. And so, yeah, Ezekiel Barco steps up and he puts it away and he has a brace and, uh, you know, it's very early, of course, you know, there is a chance for a Hattie, so, uh, you know, uh, he kind of is chasing that a little bit throughout this match. But, unfortunately, Columbus, they respond very, very quickly in the 37th minute. 
and Lucas Zalarian. He swung a corner from the right side, and then Jonathan Mensa. Uh, I mean, the marking a little bit auspicious here, but he was able to get across the defender and get it past Brad Guzan. And uh, yeah, you know there were a couple more chances later on in the uh, later on in the match uh, to kind of extend this lead. And then uh, it was a long-range shot from Barco that nearly made it a hattie for him. Uh, it was a, headed to the top right corner. That's goalkeeper room. He had stopped with a fingertip save. But, uh, yeah, uh, LA United, they yeah, crossed that rebound directly back in the box. And Mateus Hesetu's Hes uh, header went over the crossbar. Just a lot of very close uh, calls until Moreno won a second penalty and uh, yeah 64th minute he weaved behind a couple more defenders and then he was taken down near the penalty spot and this time yeah uh, Marcelino Moreno took it and he slotted it away this was his 6th goal of the season 3rd match in a row that he scored and so definitely he uh, is earning his keep for the moment for sure and his form is scintillating no doubt and it's something that uh, Marcelino Moreno and Ezekiel Barco they've had issues playing together before I think you've also seen Ezekiel Barco and Pete Martinez have issues playing together and uh, well you know in this match Marcelino Moreno I think played a little bit more uh, kind of that free role but also took up space on the left as well at times and Ezekiel Barco was just allowed to maraud in the center of the pitch. And I think that really boded well for a lot of this match. But Columbus, uh, they had a lot of goals that were pulled back. Uh, and, yeah, through offside or, uh, you know, calls one way or the other. But uh, they were able to pull within one goal in the first minute of stoppage time from a penalty kick. And, uh, yeah, that's when Alan Franco, he fouled Mensa in the box. And so, uh, Pedro Santos, he scored the penalty. Uh, and, yeah, it's definitely a little bit of squeaky bum. Uh, definitely at full time. There were celebrations, especially from Rob Valentino, who uh, really definitely, I think, uh, the players were absolutely celebrating with. They definitely gave him a little bit of some shower, maybe some... Uh, some beer showers in the locker room afterwards as well. It was definitely a beautiful sight to see. But uh, in terms of, yeah, this match, I mean, it was definitely uh, something that we needed. Maybe this is a catalyst. We shall see. But anytime you yeah, get your first win in about a couple months, I mean, it, it does feel good. It does feel like, man, uh, it's been such a long road in that time. Uh, you know, you lose a head coach. You uh, you have players that finally have come back from international duty. So it's definitely maybe on the up when, yeah, you have guys who can definitely help you. And especially when you have all three DPs eventually back. That's always great. Uh, obviously, Jose Martinez was not able to play this match because of the suspension from that last match. But, uh, yeah. The team, they did create 14 chances, tied for the second most this season, and that's always a good thing. We need to create chances, and I think that's what you can see from 
uh, Rob Valentino, he's allowing the players to pretty much, you know, kind of uh, free flow a little bit and, you know, pretty much play in their best positions. And I think that's uh, really, I think, apparent throughout this match. I mean, you see Mateus Asetu have one of his, his best matches. Uh, a little bit loose on some giveaways, but overall very, very strong in the middle. You know, kept things ticking and was very press uh, resistant. But also Kubo Torres, who came on later on for Jackson Conway, who unfortunately was a little bit invisible. His uh, maybe first touch had abandoned him a little bit. But Kubo Torres, he uh, earned his keep, keeping it in the corner after some frustration of us you know, maybe uh, later on in the match, still kind of going for it. And uh, yeah, at that point, we needed to keep it in the corner and that he did for us. He was definitely, uh, yeah, shit housing with the best of them for sure. But uh, yeah, getting into some post-match quotes, Ezekiel Barco, uh, he talked about how he thought the confidence is really good. We saw it in the last game, coming back from 2-0 to get a draw. We saw it again tonight in this win against a difficult team. I think you're seeing the confidence in this team in a really good uh, good way right now. And Rob Valentino, he also said, this is just a start. It wasn't always pretty, but sometimes you have to find a way to win like that. Their mentality, their drive, and determination to not lose that game was huge. And he also went on to say, I'm happy that I'm in this position to be here and share it with players. This is for everyone in Atlanta. This is for the fans, and I hope it's just the start of us rolling. And he said, also, I'm so proud of them. It's been really difficult, and this is just the start. So, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's good vibes. Let's hopefully keep it going. But, uh, yeah, let's wrap up this match review. And uh, next up, it's LAFC on Sunday at the Benz, and we'll have that match preview later on in this show. But... Let's get into the news, and Ezekiel Barco and Rob Valentino, they made the MLS Team of the Week. Congrats to them, well-deserved for sure. Uh, Ezekiel Barco played his balls off, but uh, yeah. Moving on from that, Luis Ararujo, or Ararujo, uh, it's going to take me a minute to uh, get the right pronunciation on this, but yeah, Ararujo uh, is now official from Lille. Uh, and definitely, he is, yeah, a big-time player for us, I think, in that regard where he's going to be a designated player. 9.5 reported uh, transfer fee, uh, 9.5 million, rather, and then that's 2 million with incentives. Uh, 2 million of incentives, rather, that could be, uh, yeah, in terms of performance targets, that could make it to 11.5 million. But, uh, yeah, the length of the contract not disclosed, but uh, no doubt probably a DP was bought down, and that probably is Alan Franco. Uh, but, yeah, it is uh, definitely, you know, you have, we have the 25-year-old Brazilian from Lille, the winger. He's uh, a guy that definitely will bring maybe some finishing and some assisting to our front line. And that's been something that has been key. He's been part of a title winning side with Lille, as well as the uh, French Champions uh, Cup as well. And so it is something that, you know, he comes with that winning pedigree. So that 
always is good. But uh, yeah, in terms of you know where he might play, it'll be fairly interesting because yes, he's a left-footed player. Uh, he could cut in from the right. He does also play on the left. Maybe he could you know play up top with Joseph Martinez. We'll see. But he did beat uh, and help beat PSG with Lille playing on that right side. Maybe uh, a little bit more defensive than you normally see it as well. But yes, with the ball at his feet, he's one of the more technical players for sure. And so, yes, we gain another guy who loves to dribble and can get at defenders. And so that definitely bodes well. But uh, yeah, he was introduced to Atlanta on Tuesday. Uh, we're filming this on a Tuesday, or I'm filming this on a Tuesday, full transparency. And... Uh, he said a lot of things in the press conference, and one of the things he said was, the main reason why I'm here is because I'd like to win the league. It's something that I've enjoyed my whole life to be a champion, so I'm looking forward to doing that here. He said, I really like to win titles, and I look forward to showing MLS who Luis Ararujo is. Or Luis Ararujo. Uh, anyway, so... He, uh, yeah, he comes in after having scored 22 career goals. He had five in the 2017-2018 season, his first for Lille. And, uh, yeah, he is a guy that uh, is, you know, a guy that likes to create space, has that finishing touch, hopefully more in uh, an Atlanta United kit, but uh, definitely a guy that offers some promise. I think definitely, you know, you see the pace, you see the... Uh, ability on the ball and the willingness to defend. I think uh, it's somebody that uh, could do really well for us. We'll just hope that Carlos Boker Negra and Darren Eels have uh, pulled the right trigger here, but uh, yeah, we shall see. But uh, Carlos Boker Negra, he did say that some of the reports about LA United's targets in this transfer window were not accurate. He also said Arujo was on their radar and he fits the profile of exactly what the club wanted. And uh, yeah, Arujo, he was asked about having interim manager at this point. He didn't seem too phased. Uh, said that Rob Valentino, uh, when he was signed, uh, or he spoke with him and he's confident that the two can do great things together. But we'll see about that. Uh, and Arujo, he also spoke to Josetu he didn't know him before, but uh, he asked him about Atlanta United, and uh, of course, Josetu, he spoke highly of the club and the league, so that, uh, of course, is good. Uh, you would hope so, Josetu, uh, yeah, you know, being on the team, I would hope that he would be uh, saying good things, but uh, yeah, you know, so it is something that, with this player, what do you guys think? I mean, is he the right guy? What can he bring to the team? Do you have high hopes? Let us know in the comments below. But moving on to another player that was rumored in this window, Tiago Almeida. Apparently, that uh, you know when he didn't come, and he's apparently maybe coming in January. Well, Carlos Bocanegra he said that the reports on if uh, Almeida will join in January. He said we're rumored for a number of players, so I'm not going to comment on anything. Classic, uh, yeah, non-committal answer there. But, uh, yeah, lots of reports pretty much said that Almeida, uh, yeah, will play out the rest of this season or re the rest of 
uh, you know, the half season with Belez Sarsfield, but uh, yeah, possibly will make that move in January. Will he be replacing a DP? He'll probably have to, and who will that be? Probably Ezekiel Barco, even though uh, Ezekiel Barco and Tiago Meda, they are friends, and they have talked about wanting to play with each other. So we shall see there, but uh, getting into the head coach rumor of the week, uh, well, it's an old one, but in the regard of Gonzalo Pineda, he apparently there have been negotiations, and Sounder at Heart says that the uh, deal could finalize within a month. And uh, yeah, you know, at this point, why not be like Seattle? I mean, they uh, have made either a lot of MLS Cup finals or won them. So, uh, you know, it's somebody that uh, has also that winning pedigree as well. So, you know, it's someone that is well acclaimed as well in the league. He did interview for the DC United head coach job previously. But, uh, yeah, in the, you know, in terms of uh, anything being finalized yet, there has not been anything, but we shall see. Carlos Bocanegra, he commented on this, and he said that we've been talking to a few people, as you guys know, so I'm not going to comment on any one specific. We, have, we hope to have some news for you guys shortly. So, yeah, I mean, guys, is Pineda the guy? Will he be our manager? I mean, we shall see. That's, uh, you know, but you guys let us know if you are confident in Gonzalo Pineda. But uh, moving on from that, uh, the Atlanta United Foundation and Arthur Blank, uh, they and Local Initiative Support Corporation, they've announced that there are grants to develop eight new soccer mini pitches as part of the second phase of the Georgia 100 campaign. Uh, 12 mini pitches now in development. The Georgia 100 campaign is closer to its goal to create up to 100 mini pitches across the state that's going to lead up to the 2026 FIFA World Cup. We, of course, are uh, one of those hopeful, uh, you know, hopeful states that will be part of the World Cup in uh, the United States and Mexico. But moving on from that to LA United 2, Atlanta 2 defeated Indy 11-6-2 on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, with six goals scored, it was the most goals scored in a match in LA United 2 history. Tyler Wolf he scored a hat-trick, and he registered an assist. And, uh, yeah, this is the first hat-trick for an LA United 2 player since August of 2019. And uh, Darwin Mateus, uh, Mackie Jopp, and David Mejia each scored a goal in route to that big win and uh Tyler Wolf was subsequently voted into the USL team of the week and the USL championship player of the week and uh yeah that was quite a performance from the homegrown but LAI2 will return to action against OKC Energy on August 11th and uh yeah that uh hopefully they can keep uh that you know, high scoring run going, but guys, that will wrap up the news and it gets us into the match preview. So, LAFC August fifteenth, it will be four p.m. at the Benz and LAFC. Yeah, definitely. Uh, last season it was a weird twenty twenty. They missed Carlos Bela for uh, due to injury for much of the season, and uh, Diego Rossi and Brian Rodriguez definitely. 
uh, were balling out a little bit to the degree. But uh, LFC, they look strong as a team uh, in 2021, and it will be, yeah, a definitely very tough assignment for LA United. But uh, you saw how, yeah, LA United were able to deal with a Columbus crew. Maybe we can also uh, play up to the competition again. But uh, getting into their 2020, uh, they finished 7th in the Western Conference. Uh, they were eliminated in round 1 by the Seattle Sounders. And they were eliminated in the final by Tigris uh, 2-1. So it definitely, it was a, a weird season for them last year. But uh, yeah, you know, they obviously have uh, a lot of talent and they're still a team to contend with. Some of their key acquisitions have been Kim Moon Hwan, uh, right back for them that just came in. Corey Baird, uh, yeah, just a few years removed from that 2018 Rookie of the Year campaign. It's another attacking option for LAFC. And Marco Farfan, he also uh, comes in from a trade from Portland. But uh, in terms of key losses, Brian Rodriguez, he was sent on loan to UD Almeria with a purchase option. And uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, who of course has joined the Columbus crew. But in terms of our series matchup, we've only played them twice. But uh, it's been one win on each side. We have eight goals. They have four goals. We, of course, won big against them in their first year, 5-0. They beat us at their house 4-3 in 2019 on July 27th. That's the last time we played them. But uh, in terms of, yeah, you know, LAFC, they're still a team that, in terms of that attacking group, very, very strong. Uh, it's, you know, a team that uh, not only with Rossi and Bela and uh, and Kay and Atuesta and Segura, they have a lot of top three guys in their respective positions. So, you know, definitely going to be, uh, you know, a side that's uh, not only with Bob Bradley at the helm, it's going to be, you know, a talented squad for sure. Uh, but right now, at center forward, seems a little bit weak. Uh, it'll be you know, contingent on those guys, how they've done so far. Uh, and in terms of goalkeeper, a little bit weak as well. They haven't really been able to solidify that position for themselves either. But uh, getting into some of their players to watch, of course, Carlos Vela. He's one of the league's best players, no doubt about that. He unfortunately took the throne of the MLS goal king away from Jose Martinez. And uh, yeah, unfortunately... You know, it's been a little stop-start for Joseph Martinez this season, but hopefully in the future, Joseph Martinez will uh, be able to overtake Vela's uh, definitely, you know, just that throne because it's annoying that uh, that happened right after Joseph Martinez did it. But uh, Diego Rossi, he also, last season... He won the Golden Boot, so you know he's definitely a player that we need to look out for as well. And Eduard Atuesta, definitely, uh, yeah, young talent in midfield who has gotten a lot of uh, rumored moves to other uh, leagues as well. He's definitely a guy that uh, you know does bits for him and bits for them in their midfield. But getting into the injuries and availability, uh, Mahala Apoku. He's out for LAFC. 
Eddie Segura is out for LAFC as well. And for LA United, Emerson Hyman, of course, and Franco Ibarra, Mo Adams are all out. Questionable still are Jake Mulraney and Brooks Lennon, with uh, both with lower body injuries. So we'll see how uh, LA United lines up. But speaking of that, let's get into that predicted starting 11. So for me, I think that 3-5-2 has been working. And uh, I think, you know, with a little bit of a break from uh, the Columbus Crew match to the LAFC match, I think we see a lot of the same players persist. So Brad Guzan, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people would love to see Alec Kans still start. I mean, Brad Guzan, you know, he is making a large wage. Uh, should he be usurped by Can? It's just a tough call right now. And uh, I think Guzan starts. But uh, it's that three-man back line. I think Alan Franco, it's uh, Miles Robinson and Anton Walks uh, are those three center backs. Uh, Ronald Hernandez and George Bella are those wing backs. And Hosetu and Sosa are in midfields. And I think at attacking midfield will be Marcelino Moreno. And Barco and Joseph are up top with those forwards. And I think that will be uh, quite a dangerous uh, you know, look. And definitely with all three DPs, it bodes very, very well. Especially at home. And uh, yeah. And in terms of uh, yeah, some match facts, there have been over two and a half goals scored in LAFC's last six games. So it will definitely, hopefully, be a little bit of a shootout. Love to see that. Uh, but uh, LA United, we've failed to score in our last three home matches. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully that type of uh, you know scoring record is behind us now. But uh, with those match facts and everything else that has been said, let's get into the score prediction. I think... I think it's going to be a 3-3 draw. I think there's going to be a lot of goals. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, a little bit dry in terms of that department, but I feel like with all of the DPs on the pitch, uh, and, of course, uh, you know, Luis Arrujo, uh maybe if he's able to get his visa, maybe playing a part, that would be quite tasty. Obviously, uh, you know, he would be actually the third DP, uh, Alan Franco bought down, but, you know, still for all intents and purposes, we kind of have, uh, you know, four in that sense, uh, you know, in our lineup because Marcelino Moreno is a former DP as well. So definitely, you know, I think uh, we have enough talent to at least get a result here. And so hopefully we do. What do you guys think? Leave us your thoughts in the comments below. But guys, that's the match preview and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, do you think Gonzalo Pineda is the right move? Should we make a move for a permanent head coach in this year? Or should we keep Rob Valentino as our interim head coach and then make a decision at the end of the season? Let us know in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.